1: One hundred point seven FM WHIN ten ten AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs
0: program each Sunday morning at ten AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff
1: Shannon. Well, here it is uh, Sunday morning. That means it's Sumner County Spotlight, and we have another edition going on here. And last week it was a musical kind of a spotlight. Well, this time it's going to be inspirational and motivating. So the first person that came to mind was Justin Mosley. You just kind of rock this thing. And I'm so amazed at the things you come up with and that you tap into people's head and make them think. We got to talk about it. So welcome, Justin. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having
2: me back. Glad to be here.
1: I should say doc. <laughs>
2: Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Justin.
1: <laughs> so yeah, just uh, quickly, uh, just give him a short rundown.
2: Yeah, so Dr. Justin Mosley, former chiropractor turned international speaker and transformation coach. Uh, My wife, Dr. Courtney, shout out to her. We're both chiropractors. We started our practice in 2012 here locally, Mm -hmm. and she took over the practice now is running that. So I can speak and travel and coach and do all the great stuff that I'm doing now. And yeah, and my brand is The Mindset Doctor. So I really like tapping into the mindset of what makes people tick. How would they find you? Instagram, (laughs) yeah, Instagram at Dr. Justin Mosley, website, drjustinmosley.com. Yeah, definitely connect with me on Instagram. I love just being able to connect with people and...
1: I'm still getting used to Instagram <laughs> you know it, it, it and the reels i mean you yes. you're very good at doing that, but the thing that drives me crazy in the video you have to shoot everything vertically mm. you you know you're trained. <laughs> Videos horizontal, man. Come on, right? But yeah. you know, you got to learn to. Fit everything scrolling in. now, so it's gonna fit the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had an incredible story that you had told uh, last time a, kind of a near-death kind of experience that yeah. kind of uh, kind of opened your your mind up, gave you a different mindset. Yes, you know, absolutely. I, I, I segued <laughs> into that. So tell, give us a rundown of that story. That was amazing.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'll give you the, the short version of that since I did tell that last time. But yeah, 2018, I went on a men's retreat and went whitewater rafting. Got to the class five rapids and our raft tipped over, which is a common thing, happens Mm -hmm. all the time. I just happened to be in the back of the raft and I got trapped under the rapid itself. And it started pushing me down and I still remember the sound of my helmet just scraping down the rocks as I was being pushed further under. The last thing I remember is I'm not coming back up. And everything went black and then everything went bright white. And it was the most peaceful, serene feeling I'd ever felt. And then I just lost consciousness. And I don't know how long it lasted. And then wow. I heard a voice that said, "Wake up!" And thankfully, I did because when I came back to consciousness, I was trapped underwater, wedged between two rocks. Uh, one of the buckles of my life jacket had got caught under the rock, and I tried to push, and I didn't budge. Wow. And I kept pushing and pushing. Thankfully, my adrenaline kicked in enough where I pushed hard enough. I broke the buckle of my life jacket. <laughs> I came to the surface, got uh, washed down the river, and man, I was rocked after that. And that was really, really a wake-up call moment because we all question our purpose. Why mm-hmm. are we here? But I ask a different question. I was like, why am I still here? Like, <laughs> What if I would have never heard wake up? What well, I think, I, that's,
1: I think miracle comes to mind. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. You know, what if I wouldn't have been strong enough to, to push and break free? So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I know God's got a bigger plan for me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I started to shift gears. I was like, I know I want, I want to go bigger. I know God's called me to make an impact and, and just to leave a bigger legacy, which is one of the questions I asked myself. If it would have all ended in that moment, Yep. Is this how you want it to end? Right. And the answer was no. Like, I know there's so many more people I want to help and make a difference in. So that's when I shifted gears, started speaking all over the world and just trying to, to help as many people as I possibly can.
1: Well, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge and there's it takes a lot of work. But you, you've yep. done really uh, quite well with this thing. When you started developing your message, uh, mm-hmm. how, how daunting was that? <laughs> Get that yeah. initial message going.
2: Yeah, and it is tough. And a lot of people think like, well, I don't have a story. But everybody has a story. Yeah. So you really have to look at the things that you've gone through in life. And a friend of mine, Rory Vaden, has a quote that says, you're most perfectly positioned to serve the person you once were. So think about all the lessons you've learned in life, the stuff that you've gone through, that's going to speak to others that were in the, in the position that you mm-hmm. used to be in. So that's what I started looking into my life. And I was like, well what led to the success that we had had in our business, and it was all about the mindset and personal development work that I had done. So I was like, I just wanna give that back to others. I wanna p- produce content on mindset and personal development. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I don't know if anybody's gonna listen. <laughs> I'm just gonna start right. putting it out there and that's why you gotta put it out everywhere. Yeah. And I started a Facebook group in 2020 and a thousand people joined in the first month. So I was like, okay, well, people are listening. So from there, it just kind of snowballed, just kept growing and just trying to, to get mm-hmm. the message out. Because especially in these this day and age, people need this. They need motivation, inspiration, but really mindset shifts. Because I truly believe like one mindset shift can completely change everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you, you can't have stinking thinking. Yeah, You, exactly. you got to get out and really do something instead yeah. of well, I'll do it later. And, you know, there's people procrastinate. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do that in some respect. But, For sure. Yeah. You know, but you have to learn this. You have to live it. And the fact that a lot of this stuff you've actually lived. Yeah. yeah. So it makes you, it really comes forward
2: as, as very believable. And you have to listen to this. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And it's, it is authentic because it is, like you said, I've lived it. So it's not just something I learned and I read a bunch of books, which I did, but I actually applied it. And once I, I saw it work in my life, then I started helping others. I saw it work for them. And the more you start seeing it work for other people, the more passionate you are to share it with more people.
1: So. Well, then we got to get Courtney to write a song about
2: all this. Yes.
1: <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> she, she, yeah. She, you know, songwriter, you live these songs, you know, and that's, that's the great yes. thing about it. But, yep. you know, I think a lot of people, uh, when they're listening to these messages, if they really think about it, uh, pretty much everybody has gone through some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of unique things that somebody hasn't gone through but right so they can relate to your message
2: yeah you know well and that's a great point because a lot of people like you said we do go through the same things but we think this only happens to me Mm -hmm. or i only have these negative thoughts and this self-doubt and this fear no it's happening to everyone people just aren't talking about it Mm -hmm. so even the most successful people they feel the fear and they do it anyways so that's where the mindset comes in the fact that you tackle this thing you got a thriving practice
1: you know, you're you're working your tail off over there trying to build a business and getting that going and then this comes along and it's like and I, and I bet you i, I know what you're going to say it was almost like it was a
2: calling for you
1: mm, that yep. I've, I've this is something i got to do
2: yeah and it definitely was and that's where from my near-death accident i stepped back and what i realized is i had gotten comfortable because life was good practice was good i was living my purpose i was helping people i was mm. making a difference but i realized i was playing way too small and I knew if I really wanted to step into the calling that God had on my life, I need to exchange my comfort for my calling. So that's my message for others, too, is like it's time to exchange your comfort for your calling because there is something that's available to you. A lot of times we get trapped in our own comfort zone, and it's hard. It's hard to step out and do mm. the things necessary to go to a new level, but it's definitely worth it. So, Well, and, and tunnel vision can be
1: devastating. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you got to see more things around you. Yeah. That you're totally missing out on. For but I sure. think, like yeah. you said, they get comfortable and they get yeah. that go down that street and they don't see anything else. But they're right. they're
2: really missing out. Yeah, and we start to settle. That we just think this is all that's there for me. And mm-hmm. maybe we've tried stuff in the past and it didn't work. And we just say, oh, this this is all that's in the cards. But I'm telling you, there's so much more. And but it comes with doing the personal development work mm-hmm. and really growing yourself. And that's why I like to help business owners, because businesses are limited. You can only grow as much as the leader grows themselves. True. So the more work you do on yourself, the more that is available to mm-hmm. you. Not just from a personal standpoint,
1: a lot of the things you're talking about, getting your, your mind set mm-hmm. mentally, Yeah. but from a business perspective, I mean, I can see where having something like this would be invaluable Absolutely. and take your business to a whole new level because you're thinking different.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because... The first business owners I started working with, they were coming to me because they're stuck in business. Hey, how can I break through? And what I found out, it was never the business. It wasn't their systems, their procedures. It was all their level of mindset and personal development that was holding them back. And a lot of times it was personal things going on at home, all the things around them. Once they started working on the personal side, the business took off.
1: Yeah, and then you start going, hmm, something just happened here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, wow, there's something to this. Yeah,
1: it gives them a, a sense of purpose to get up every morning. And you put all this effort into growing a business. You can't just let it fade away. You know, you've got right. to you got to get in there and do it and quit throwing stuff up against the wall and hoping it sticks.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. you,
1: you gotta get get the mind straight and everything else is gonna fall in place. Yeah,
2: for sure. Cause yeah, a lot of times we try all the different things versus looking inwards at ourselves. Like, what am I doing to limit the growth here? And once you start to grow, everything around you grows. Your relationships grow, your team grows, your spouse, the relationship there, your kids, all everything around you grows. Finances grow when you grow.
1: So what is a memory or a poignant fact but it just hit you since you started doing this new segment of your life here? Mm-hmm. What is the one thing you remember from early on?
2: One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was when I was first getting into business, dreams of being successful, and I asked a mentor... What can I do to be successful? And I thought he was gonna give me some sage business advice. And really it's the most powerful advice I ever got was work on yourself. Mm-hmm. That was his advice. And I took that to heart. I started reading the books, Think and Grow Rich, all the things, trying to feed my mind, mm-hmm. joined mastermind groups, hired coaches and mentors. And really the, the work that I did on myself led to the success that I had. So that's where I'm trying to get that message out to other people, the more that you grow, the more everything around you can grow.
1: So this this might be a hard one. What's one of the most powerful memories you have since you started doing this journey?
2: Well, I guess speaking at TEDx because that well, was a bucket it, that's list. That's where I was going me. because that yeah, I mean yeah. that right there is like pfft. because yeah. speaking of mindset, like I had a story years ago when I was in college that I couldn't be a public speaker. Cause I took a speech class and almost failed the class because I had a panic attack during the speech mm-hmm. and that created a story in my head. You can never do that. And I believed that story for way too long, mm-hmm. but I felt in my heart, there was a calling there. Like I want to speak, I want to impact people, but it's, you know what? That's not for you. That story kept playing in my head and that's where most people stop. They just accept that story and say, you know what? You can never do this, but you have to make whatever the calling is much bigger than the story you're telling yourself. And that's what I did. So I looked at, well, you know, I flipped it around. I said, what impact are people missing out on if I don't overcome this fear? So that's where I was like, I have to overcome this. Mm-hmm. And I started modeling other people and, and working on it, studying, visualizing. has been a huge key to my success. and really overcame the fear. And then it's feeling the fear and doing it anyways. It's going mm-hmm. out there, getting in the rep. Because even back then I was afraid to speak, but I watched Simon Sinek's TED Talk on Start With Why. And I was like, it's so, so cool. A concept like that can just change, change lives. Mm -hmm. And I was like, one day I want to do that. And now I've been able to do that. It's been really cool.
1: But if you can impact people in their, their mindset and in in their entire life, Mm. I mean, that could be a game changer for somebody, you know, just by a simple sentence that you said,
2: Right, they went, you know? Yeah, that's what's powerful. (laughs) It's like you never know how far-reaching something you say, think or do today can change millions of lives tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I think of Dave Ramsey because you got people come on there and they cut up their credit cards and he talks about it changes your family tree when you get out of debt. It's the same principle when you change your mindset. Mm -hmm. Your entire family tree could be changed because the way you raise your kids and the way you treat people around you completely changes when you change.
1: So what does it take for somebody to take that step? I mean, does it have to be You hit rock bottom okay i've got to do something but what what does it really take for somebody to say okay i'm taking the leap i've 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 just got to do it
2: yeah yeah because most people they do wait they wait for a near-death accident or a rock bottom moment in order to change but you don't have to wait for that Mm -hmm. change can happen in an instant but what you really need to start with is vision without vision people perish Mm -hmm. and You got to start. One of my my favorite stories of vision is Walt Disney. Walt Disney, I've just created this amazing stuff just from a thought, an idea, and starting with a mouse and creating Disney World and Epcot. When they opened Epcot, uh, Walt had already passed away. And they interviewed his brother, Roy Disney, and they said, Isn't it a shame that Walt's not around to see this? And he said, Walt did see this. That's why you're seeing it today. That's right. Because he oh, had wow. that vision. That's powerful. <laughs> so that's that's the power of a yeah. vision. So right. you have to create the vision that's so strong, it motivates you and drives you to take the steps necessary. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's so important. If you're listening to this, I mean you, you've got to head over to Justin's information. I'm sure if you did a search on any platform, you're going to pop up.
2: Yeah. And one website is MindShiftLinks.com. I've got a lot of free resources there. Okay. That you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you jumped on the speaking circuit yet? I do a lot of the, different the, the conferences, things and, but like not that. the bureaus. Okay. I, I get invited to a lot of different conferences and things like that. And I do a lot of small groups, too, mastermind groups, retreats, mm-hmm. things like that. I like the intimate setting right. as well.
1: Well, we're going to talk about just that same fact when we come back here. So stick around. we got more with uh, Dr. Justin Mosley right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN, or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight, and we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Justin Mosley here in the studio, and, uh, you know, he had to take time out of his busy touring schedule and uh, speaking everywhere. And, you know, we were talking about how intimate groups or smaller groups really allow you to drive your message home even better mm-hmm. than a large stage, Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you you can attach to people, you can see their eyes closer, you can feel them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how does this... Uh, new group, this new venture you jumped into.
2: Yeah, and I love that small group setting because that's where the transformation can happen. You can really, it's one thing to speak on a stage and give some great points and hopefully people can get something from your message, but to truly connect with them in a small group setting. And that's why I run mastermind groups as well, because I, I really believe they were transformational in my life and they have been in others. So that's the kind of the feel that I want to bring to Southerner County Men in Business. Mm-hmm. So the Southern Men in Business, I saw on Facebook that they, they were looking for new leadership. So I reached out to Kathleen and I was like, I just felt it on my heart because it's, it's mm-hmm. aligned with my vision of, hey, I want to help people live a better life so they can leave a better legacy. And so that spot opened up. I out to kathleen and she was like yeah i think you would be perfect for this but for me i i don't want it to be a networking meeting because the chamber already has great stuff they've got a great leads after hours they have so many things you can do to connect with people i want this to be about growth because business ownership is a lonely place (laughs) we need a place where we can come together and talk about the things that are actually going on Versus just standing up and doing our elevator pitch, Mm -hmm. so that's what I wanted to to shift it up and just come in and be a place where we are growing as men, growing better businesses, so we can leave a better legacy and make a better impact here in the community. Sure,
1: no, absolutely. I think the guys really feel that, you know, because early on when they did it, I mean, it was impactful because you it wasn't like it was a leads group, you know what I mean? You can get up and say introduce yourself and hey, I'm you know doing great and I'm looking for this. You make a connection. But yeah. people do business with people they like. And if you right. don't like yourself, yeah. how, you know, that's going to show to people. You know?
2: Absolutely, yeah. And that, that's the missing link. It's not about just trying to give my elevator pitch so people know me. They need to get to know you, one. And first is growing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the more that you grow, your reputation will grow. So that's what it's all about. And I like bringing that mastermind style. And I didn't know how the guys were going to react. I was like, this is the first meeting. I'm going to go in there and because I'm all about transformation. Mm-hmm. I like to speak to transform, not inform. So that's what I want to be this meeting about, to, for the meeting to be about. And when we got feedback afterwards, like, man, they loved it. Yeah. So we had the one guy who was, I didn't know where it was going because he started off. Oh, and he yeah. was, like, was like, what's he going to say? I hate coming <laughs> to these things. He's like, I'm just here for the food and because Randy invited me. And, but then he said, but if this is what it's going to be about, I'm in. And, right. and he started getting men's work himself, and it's been transformational for him. Mm-hmm. So for him to see that in a local setting like this, with other business owners coming together, and this isn't kumbaya, we're gonna hold hands and sing songs, Like this is actually just really talking about real concepts that can help you grow, so your business can grow, finances, everything around you can grow as you grow.
1: Well, I thought it was fascinating how in a setting like this, versus a leads group or after hours, how these men were opening up.
2: Mm. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? I mean, they were opening up and telling stories, personal stories mm-hmm. about themselves. Yeah. That That's stuff you're not going to hear. But the good thing yeah. about that is you get to know that person so much yeah. better.
2: Yeah, and think about that when it comes to business. The more you connect with other people, where they truly get to know you, mm-hmm. those people truly want to help you. So they want to help you grow your business and connect with other people in the community versus the typical thing. They just hear your, your elevator pitch and hear mm-hmm. about what you do when people get to know you that's when they truly want to help
1: you and how many people related to other people's stories yeah, that's I thought the it was thing fascinating. too. Yeah, because like,
2: wow. <laughs> yeah, back to what we shared earlier is most people think I'm the only one going through this, mm-hmm. but when you truly open up and share your story, that's when there's a true connection because you realize, hey, these other business owners are going through it too, and then you can share best practices. This is what I did to overcome that situation, or I hired this guy, whatever mm-hmm. it was. You can actually have real conversations that actually help your business. Yeah,
1: and there's just so much information that that you could put out there, and I, it just flows out of your brain. <laughs> it yeah. just, you know what I mean. It's just <laughs> you you. Have have that kind of concept where you can come up with an idea and, and run with it yeah. and impact so many people. I mean, that's that's a great trait to have.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think it comes just from just my own mindset and it's the work I did over the years, but I'm always thinking of, which I think is contrary, not, not what most speakers do. Most speakers speak to just give great information and it's about them. I'm always looking at what's the impact I can make for the people. What can I speak that speaks life into them, and even the speakers I want to bring into the group? I don't want to be speakers that speak at the group, mm-hmm. but speak for the group, I can yeah. really bring value to them. So I think when you're actually going out and looking to bring value to others, then these thoughts and these ideas and the concepts will actually come to you.
1: So at each one of these future meetings, I guess each one, you're going to have a different theme and discussion topic uh, as we go along.
2: Yep. So again, the focus is always being on growth. How can we grow as men, grow our businesses? But yeah, have different speakers come in, different topics, but really where we can go deep on the topics, Mm -hmm. not just hear it and say, oh, that's a great idea, but really dissect it. And really, how can we apply this to our business, to our personal lives so we can actually grow?
1: So we're talking with Dr. Justin Mosley, and we're talking about Sumner... Men in Business through the Hendersonville Area Chamber of Commerce. If you're listening to this and this kind of appeals to you, if you go to the chamber website, you're going to, you're going to be able to see this. It's on Facebook. Just type in Sumner Men in Business. So the meetings are happening each month, yep. and if you check the calendar at the either on Facebook, you'll see the things coming across, or go to the chamber website, HendersonvilleChamber.com, and you'll be able to see when the latest meetings are, yep. and then you can you can sign up. You have to register because. These things get full.
2: Yes, they do get full, and lunch is provided. And there is a Facebook group, too, Subner Men in Business. You can join that and get the updates there for yeah. the next meeting.
1: Because there's just so much information that I think, as, as men, that we really need. Hmm. And we need to change our stinking thinking. We need to get in there and evaluate ourselves and, and make a change. Because the only way yeah. things are going to happen is if you change.
2: Absolutely, yeah. It's got to start with us. A lot of times we try to change the, the circumstances and the people around us. But it starts with the inside work, changing yourself. And it goes that old saying, like, when you change the way you look at the world, the world changes because of the way you look at it. Mm -hmm. So it's like all a change of perspective. And that's where I look at mindset. And I call it mind shifts. And that's what my coaching is. Mind shift coaching, mind shift masterminds, mind shift live is a live event. Because when you really shift your mind, everything around you can change. Yeah. Have you run
1: into guys, I'm sure you have, it, it just, everything about them just has a negative aura. Mm. They talk yeah. negative. They're <laughs> down on everything. They, their self-esteem is, is really suffering. Yeah. This group can help somebody like that.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And it goes back to your question earlier of where can people start? Well, starting with an open mind. Because a lot of times we get fixed in life's happening to me, and all these things are happening. And there's different levels of consciousness you got to look at. Number one is life's happening to me. That's that victim mentality. A lot of people have, (laughs) Mm -hmm. well, the next level is life's happening for me. Just that one little shift, the same circumstances could be going on. But if you look at it as life's happening to me versus life's happening for me, gives you a complete different story of the meaning you're giving to that circumstance. And a great example of that, there's a story of, there's two brothers, one, he became homeless, got addicted to drugs and alcohol. The other brother was a very successful entrepreneur. So we want to interview both brothers and say, how did you end up? Completely different opposites. One completely successful, one homeless on the streets. Well, interviewed both brothers, how did you end up th- like this? They both had the exact same answer. I had an abusive father. The one brother took that story and played the victim mm-hmm. and ended up drinking, doing drugs, losing everything. The other one said, hey, I had to abusive father, but I'm gonna be an overcomer. I'm not gonna let that stop me. I'm gonna go prove that I have worth and value. Versus the other brother said, oh, I'm worthless. I'm not worth anything. So it was all the stories they created. Mm -hmm. So life happens to me versus life happens for me. And then you start to realize life happens by me. My own thoughts, the way I think, feel, and act control the circumstances around me. So I can actually create different circumstances just by changing my thinking, the way I'm feeling, and the way I'm acting. And then the, the last level is then life happens through me. So not only are you affecting your own world, you're affecting others around you. When you change the way you think, feel, and act, others are affected from that.
1: So, and I'm sure you advise that the, look, don't hang around with negative people. Yeah. You You know, don't hang around with those (laughs) negative Nellies and they're just going to keep putting you down and taking you down with them. And, you know, you need to get a, a, a more positive circle.
2: Yes. Yeah. The people you surround yourself with. And that's that old saying from Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, all those guys talked about it. You are the product of the five people you spend your time with. And it's true because you'll start to see, you start thinking the same way. If you're getting around people that complain a lot, you start complaining and you start bringing others down. It just creates this other energy. So you do have to be be very aware of it. And a lot of times family is the worst. Mm-hmm. Spending time with family that's negative and don't you don't need to cut your family off, but hey, maybe you don't need to go as much or spend as much time if they're really affecting your own mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think surrounding yourself like a group like Sumner Men in Business, joining mastermind groups, doing those things to surround yourself with people who have a growth mindset. And even if you don't yet, being around those people will help shift your mindset so you can make a bigger difference. Absolutely.
1: Because doing the same old, same old, it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just going to, you're going to, what is the saying? You If you keep doing what you Doing. You'll get what you've always gotten. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got to do something different.
1: But it's just, I think it's so important to to change that mindset. And I think with Sumner Men in Business, that's going to help. Yeah. Because, you know, just the information you're going to be disseminating on there is going to open people's minds. I mean, totally. They're actually going to sit there and listen and not checking their phones and, you know, twiddling their thumbs and what am I going to get out of here? It's actually going to be an incredible time, fellowship and building your personal self-esteem and your in your life.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you saw at the meeting too, there was a lot of reflections that people had. They realized, man, I need to make these shifts. Mm-hmm. I need to start putting my phone down at night and be present with my family. All these things started to come out when we took that time and the space to pause and reflect mm-hmm. and go through, through some of the exercises. And that's why I wanna get your feedback too, because obviously I'm biased, it's my group. And <laughs> I came in like, I'm changing things up. We're gonna do this yeah, a different yeah. way. And I didn't know how people would react. And we got a lot of great feedback, but from your, your point of view, being as part of the group, what yeah. you Well,
1: the, the, I mean, the first thing, uh, I just felt the energy. Mm. I felt that it was a, a change. It was, very, it was a very positive feeling. I mean, just walking in the room, you, and, and you, you see a lot of the same guys that you know, are in the chamber, and everybody's you know, kind of being together, but there was a different feel about it. And I knew you were going to kill it, but the minute you opened your mouth and started talking and did the introduction, I said, there we go. Yeah. I mean that that's just how it is. And I started watching the facial expressions and the body language of other people in the room mm-hmm. and they were like, Okay, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> we have to change. Yeah. We we made it and it, it was phenomenal. And the feedback was mind blowing. So yeah. Keep yeah. up doing what you're doing. Yeah,
2: appreciate that, yeah.
1: <laughs> so with these meetings, that uh, they're going on once a month. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure the, the guys can reach out to you on Facebook, you know, yep. if they got a question. Because it is something that I just don't understand it. Maybe they need to, uh, to speak to you a little bit and kind of, you know, you can drill their head a little bit to find mm-hmm. out exactly where the problem is.
2: Yeah, and, and one of the things is I don't think... You can't really explain one of these meetings. Like, what is it like? You got to come experience it. Yes. So I invite you guys. Anybody, if you have a business, you're a business owner, get there. Women listening, get your spouse there if they own a business or friends that own businesses. Make sure they get there because you really have to experience it for yourself because it is experiential type of meeting. Like you, whatever each person in there got something different from the meeting, mm-hmm. and that was part of the the lesson too of something. It's not just to get the bullet points that the speaker talks about is to actually see how does this apply to me? Mm-hmm. So every single person gets something from the meeting that they can apply.
1: Right, and, and it's important because everybody's gonna have something different going on in their head yep. they need help with, you know what I mean? But I think it's gonna cover a lot of different topics and I think it's great that the Chamber has formulated this group and, and made it such a, an impact uh, for folks and it just gives us another avenue to, to help build our business by building relationships, and that's what's important. Yeah. So we've been talking about Dr. Justin Mosley, and he is the mindset doctor. That's right. <laughs> I like that, how you came <laughs> up with that. So he has Sumner Men in Business meets monthly. Just check out the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce website and the events page. It'll show up, and you can sign up for that and take advantage of it, because it's it's going to be a game-changer for you, I can tell you that. So, uh, Dr. Justin, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. All right. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm Jeff Shannon. Join us again for more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Hey, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight uh, with your host, Jeff Shannon. Uh, This Sunday, we're kind of in the mindset, if you will, Uh, picking things that happen in our lives. And you know, the one thing that I think a lot of us are going through, especially now the graduation season is here, as our little babies, which are not babies anymore, but they're moving on. You might be an empty nester. You might be, what am I gonna do with myself? So I wanted to bring in an expert. So I ran into Melissa Joy Black, and she is the owner of Joy Life Coaching. We call her the ambassador of joy. And hey, Melissa, thanks for coming in.
0: Oh, thanks for having me, Jeff.
1: Well, you know, there's a lot to talk about. I want to just kind of get to know you a little bit because you've only been here a short while here in Hendersonville. So give us a little background.
0: Well, we moved, my husband and I, Keith, we moved five months ago to Hendersonville. And the way this came about is we were realizing our kids, they're adults now. We have a 25-year-old and 23-year-old, and our niece is also 23. And so we realized, like, they don't really need us anymore. They still do here and there, but they don't need us like they did before. I was a stay-at-home mom up until about middle school, early high school for them. And it just had changed. And my husband and I had realized, like, wow, we don't need to think about, you know, like moving as far as like the kids in high schools and different things. And we wanted to get somewhere in a warmer climate because we have lived in Chicago and then Massachusetts. Wow. And so we just decided uh, it was time. We talked to the kids. They were all fine with yeah, it, yeah. you know, and we decided on Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. We have some friends here. We have visited several times and fell in love with it. And
1: Well, you know, the good thing about that, is you're kind of eight hours from everywhere. Right. You're eight hours to Chicago. Yeah. You know, eight hours to Florida. And, you know, <laughs> so it's kind of like right yeah, in the it's middle. A, yeah. It's a,
0: yeah, it's a great place. And the kids can come visit here and... And mm-hmm. we could still get to them easily. But it was just time I realized just looking back as a mom and a caregiver, just how much I poured into others. And I know a lot of women can relate to that. And once they didn't really need me anymore, I felt kind of lost mm. at first, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. And so I just really started just thinking about that and what I wanted and just this move was part of that. And just really moving forward with my passions, my dreams. And I look at it as chapter two. Mm. You know, chapter one is my caregiving days. Yeah. And chapter two is now what I'm looking forward to. Well
1: it's like when you're you're going through it, you're got, gosh, can't wait till they move out. And then it <laughs> happens, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I miss that. You know, right. kind of <laughs>
0: I had that conversation with my 25 year old daughter, Trish. She was in a phase of calling me a lot and then she stopped calling. And I was like, hey, are you okay? Like, you stopped calling. She's like, mom, you always complained about how much I call because <laughs> she's an adult now. I'm like, why are you yeah. calling me so much? Yeah. And then when she didn't, I was like, why aren't you calling? So, yeah, yeah for sure.
1: I mean, you've, ex- you've experienced this. And, you know, I think a, a lot of women either they're stay at home moms or they're doing both, they're working. Yeah. You know, a lot of homeschooling has been going on. Yep. A lot of remote work. I think that's kind of been a thing that people have gotten used to. They're used to being at home. And if the kids are around, it's like they're right there with you all the time. But then once it's quiet, something's missing.
0: Right, So sure. how did
1: how did that really uh, affect your, your mindset when you were starting to go through it?
0: Yeah, like I said, I was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, my kids did go to school. I did not homeschool, but I was a stay-at-home mom. And I just really, I see now looking back, the park society played also that there is a message especially women my age and older i'm fifth turning 50 this year that the women's role was caregiver. I saw that in my mom, my grandma's, you know, making sure the home is nice and taking care of the kids and your husband. And my mom worked outside the home, so she was balancing a job and growing up. And so I kind of followed in that footstep of also volunteering at church and my community. And I, I did, once the kids hit middle school, I did have a job outside of the home. And so I felt that's what I had to do. Just, I was in this box of caregiver, So as that time went on and then the kids didn't need me, it was like, well, who who do I care give for now? Like, that was still my mentality. And it felt selfish to think of myself. And I felt guilty. And as I talked to women, that is a lot of what they sense as well is the guilt and I can't take time for myself. You Mm -hmm. know, that's that's not what I'm supposed to do. And so as my kids grew up, and I started feeling that I just realized uh, in 2019, a lot of this came to a head. I never said no to anybody, anybody that asked me anything, I said, yes, I felt that's what I was supposed to do. Taking care of every everybody. It started to come to a head with my mental health, my physical health. I was at the heaviest weight I had ever been. Things were just happening. And in September of 2019, it all kind of came to a head. And I was like, my kids were getting older. I just realized like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just, I had some depression, anxiety, panic attacks, like it was all just coming to a head. And I read a book called Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And he just talked about his life. And just briefly, he was in a car accident and pronounced dead. And he actually, they brought him back to life. He could have been paralyzed. He was in his early 20s. And he decided then and there, if I'm going to be paralyzed in a wheelchair, I'm going to be the happiest person in a wheelchair that you'll ever meet. And so that just took me like, wow, look at this story. Mm-hmm. And here I am feeling sorry for right, myself. Right, yeah. And then he, to keep his, his momentum going, he came up with a morning routine. And this is what his book is called. It's called Miracle Morning. It's about his, his routine he came up with. And I said, why not? I'm going to start a morning routine. It sounds silly and maybe simple and like, how can a morning routine turn your life around? But just starting your day off with some positive self-care really can just start, put your day in the right direction. And so I was like, what do I have to lose? That's what really started my journey. And then I learned about a life coach and hired a life coach for myself three years ago. Mm-hmm. Just for people who might not know what a life coach is, a life coach really therapy looks more at the past and a life coach looks like right in this moment looking forward. And that person just helped me come up with goals. And what, when they asked me what my dream life was, I was silent. I was like, I don't know. And so they helped me start those steps. To, I think
1: a lot of people would probably say that. I, I, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, You know what I mean? So this helps to define that.
0: Right. For okay. sure.
1: Yeah. Having this, the the morning ritual kind of thing mm-hmm. kind of starts the day off, right? Yep. Like you said, in a positive way. So what are some of the steps you take on that?
0: For me, and really when I talk to people about their morning routines, you make it personalized. But for me, it's really just starting my day off with journaling my gratitudes. I wake up. And instead of starting to think of my to-do list for the day, I'm like, what am I grateful for today? I like to do pen and paper journaling, but I encourage people, whatever journaling looks like for you. Journaling, for me, when my therapist or my life coach would ask me to journal, I had such a negative thing, like I had to write paragraphs and I had to go deep. And sometimes I do, but... To encourage people with journaling, if you open my journal from this morning, I did a journal entry this morning, it's bullet points. And all it says is gratitude. I might have five bullet points this morning with one or two words per line. Mm -hmm. And so... I journal every day my gratitudes in the morning, and that's my focus when I first wake up. I also do affirmations. Again, that can be kind of a scary thing, but it's simply an I am statement. And so many times, especially as women, and I know this happens with men too, but we're talking about women today, we can default to our I am statements of, You know, looking in the mirror and seeing all the imperfections, like, oh, I'm so ugly, I'm so fat, or I'm stupid, or I need someone to help me with this, I'm not capable. You know, just all these I am statements that are negative. And so every morning I come up with three, sometimes it's more, it just depends on your mood, but three I am statements that I can call on throughout the day. Today, my I am statement is I am powerful. I am capable and I am unstoppable. Those were my three for this morning. And just reminding myself that no matter what comes up, I am capable. I used to rely on my husband for a ton of stuff or anybody. You know, I might've asked my life coach, well, what would you do? Or my therapist, well, what would you do? And they would always turn me back around, well, what would you do? but I always felt this need of like, I needed help. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, I am capable and I am strong and powerful and unstoppable. Those are mine to remind me like, you don't need anybody. So those are the two major ones that I suggest to people if you don't do anything else in your morning routine. But I also write out like three goals for the day and whether or not I hit them, but just so I kind of have a focus on my goals. So those are kind of the three. You can add meditation in there, time of silence, what whatever that looks like for you, prayer. I love this guy, Bob Baker. He has uh meditation. Does, does your husband know about that? That I love no. Bob Baker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who are you in love with?
0: <laughs> I'm in love with Bob Baker. No, that's hilarious, Jeff. <laughs> um, but Bob Baker has on pretty much any platform affirmation recordings and meditation. Mm-hmm. And he's really good for beginners. Mm-hmm. And I still use him even though it's been three years. He's a lot of fun. He has upbeat ones. He has serious ones. So. For anybody out there that meditation or affirmations, Bob Baker is a good resource for beginners. So, no.
1: so the, you have the pretty much the same routine every day. You wake up at a certain time. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we do, we get an internal clock. Yes. Like I just wake up at five o'clock. Yeah, I I, wake
0: up before my alarm now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So you you start that routine, you do the normal things, you know, and so when do you sit down and start to write this out?
0: I personally get up, I do some personal hygiene uh, first, brushing my teeth, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I take about 10 minutes for that. And then I have a spot. That's what I encourage people, find a spot. I have in my, I have a home office where I have a desk where I do my work, but then I have a side Table that's for my morning routine for my creative. Like I keep okay. my work desk separate. Right, I have you get
1: distracted. You if do. You're sitting you there do your work desk. Yeah. yeah if I see my right.
0: laptop sitting there, it's like right, right. That's what I'm thinking about. So, but really, it can be anywhere. So for me personally, I have a spot that I have set up. Um, I have candles, I light a candle, you know, just making it my own spot. But I really encourage people, like, whatever works for you. And I want to encourage the moms out there that have young kids, because I can already hear them saying, because my kids are grown, right? So Mm -hmm. the kids with, the women with young kids, I encourage them, if your child wakes up, you know, and you're doing this routine, because I encourage people even wake up 15 minutes earlier to start this and before you start your mom routine. And what's beautiful is including your children in it. You can ask your four-year-old for a gratitude. You can teach them an I am statement. You can ask them, you know, what's something they want to do today? And it might be color, you know, but still that's kind of implementing this Mm -hmm. morning routine. And then what a great gift you're giving them. You know, I love helping women who are... who are at this end stage and not sure what to do but if i could help moms early on to start implementing this then they're not going to be stuck you know as their kids graduate
1: and when they have little ones you you don't have a manual on this you you have to learn (laughs) as you go pretty much Uh, so a lot of them don't know where to turn right but this would be a perfect time to say hey Maybe I need to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, who's been through this. I mean, yeah. they could talk to their friends and things like that, but in a different kind of setting, I think it's going to sit in a lot oh, deeper yeah. than yeah. just chatting with a friend, you know, about it. But it's it's great point. But I think you know, people out there that are going through this, they're they're dealing with the youngsters, or nobody's left, yeah. to hang around with them. Uh, it, it's a great time to talk about it and to go into these uh, kind of routines.
0: The the other thing I'd like to add with the m- Morning routine is that don't think you have to do it first thing. Maybe you do your journaling when you wake up, and then maybe the baby goes down for a nap and you can create some of your affirmations, or the kids haven't gotten off the school bus yet, and you have 10 minutes before they get there and you do a five minute meditation. You know, you can spread it out. Mm -hmm. Because I think what also happens is when I first started this, I was like, oh, it has to be morning. The book is Miracle Morning. He's talking about a morning routine. And if it got later in the day, I felt like, oh, I don't, I blew it. But I also encourage people like do what you can if it's two minutes here five minutes there mm-hmm. that's still going to benefit you so much
1: right well i mean there's a lot to this and i think it gets it gets pretty deep in here because like i said you you've lived through this yes. and you you understand it and so you have the ability to help other people kind of go through that we're going to be talking a little bit more about this we to just take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, welcome to Sunday Morning. We're back. We're going to be talking with Melissa Joy Black here. She's uh, with Joy Life Coaching. And our ambassador of joy is about to spread some joy because the stuff she's going to let you know, if you try this out, you know, I think it's going to work for you. Because you're in maybe in a point where you're not sure, you know, everything's changed for you. So give them some tips, I guess, Melissa, on... You could do this in the morning, but you can also do it at night. You can have a routine at night as well.
0: Right. So like we talked about, the morning routine is a great way to start your day. But how many times do we go to bed and we're laying there and what we're thinking about is what went wrong during the day, what I could have done better. The mom, There's a lot of mom guilt. And then mm-hmm. when it's dark and quiet that settles in. And then also thinking about your long to-do list for the next day, that's not really going to set you up for the best sleep Mm -hmm. that you're going to get. And then on top of that, we're talking about moms whose kids are grown, they're worried maybe about their kids out in the world, or we've got the moms with young kids who are going to be, the baby's going to wake up in the middle of the night to disrupt their sleep. So if you can have this evening routine, just like the morning one starts off your day, this one's going to end your day where you can go to bed more peacefully and just kind of be able to let things go. And so one way you can do that is we talked about journaling your gratitudes in the morning. What a neat way to end the day is looking at your day and the gratitudes from your day and what what went well for you. And so just, again, some bullet points of like focusing on the positive. I also suggest, and I do this for myself, my wins from the day. Because how many times do we, oh, this went wrong, that went wrong, I should have done this better, I could have done that but you had some amazing wins. And so if you can just write down some of the wins that you had, and that can go along with your gratitude. But as you do that, you realize my day wasn't that bad you know, I really succeeded at these things. And so just focusing on those right before you go to bed um, is a great way to do. And then anything on your mind for tomorrow, if you do have a concern about your child or about your job or something you need to do, or how is my schedule going to work, physically writing it down and just closing the notebook, it actually helps to just get it out of your head. And it might not seem like it would, but it really does. And I've done it personally, so I can attest to that. So, so and could,
1: get off social media before I, you go to bed.
0: Got the, yeah, that's coming up. That's <laughs> okay, the unpopular oh, good, right. that's the unpopular Ooh, one. I didn't so want to I was spoil it. I was saving that to last.
1: Because
0: <laughs> people don't like that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so you're just really writing down anything that's on your mind. And then I have turned off your phone as the last thing, but honestly, I turn off my phone before I do all this journaling and all that, just so it's not there in in my face. I actually suggest people plugging in their phone in a different room. Or if you are gonna keep it in your room turning it off completely. And I get a lot, but that's my alarm clock. And that used to be my my story as well. I went and bought a $6, really cheap, tiny alarm clock at Walmart. Mm -hmm. And so that's a choice that you're going to have to make (laughs) for yourself. But being on social media and scrolling, even just the light, if you have your lights turned down in your bedroom, its you can find the scientific backing behind this. Mm -hmm. Just even the lights of your phone, are waking up a part of your brain that's and so you're not going to be able to shut down so yes social media and your phone completely
1: yeah good point yeah
0: yeah and so that's just a simple evening routine um to end your day and it doesn't have to take long any of these routines that i'm I'm suggesting you can make them long. Um, that's why I say personalize them. If you find you love meditation, finding a longer meditation, you can find bedtime meditations as well that you could do before you turn your phone off, if you use your phone, different things like that. It's just really shutting yourself, you know, your brain and just your body down before heading to bed. So right. that's that's what I have for an evening routine.
1: Yeah, because you know, the, the wheels keep turning, especially somebody who has a stressful job or yeah. they have a lot going on. They, they're doing a lot, a lot of things are going on it's hard for them to shut the brain down because the wheels keep turning you know what yeah. i mean so you have to take your brain into a different area and doing like you said uh just sit there by yourself and and kind of decompress write these things down so yeah. and you've, you've shown that 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 works well for you
0: yeah i i do this every evening um we don't have a tv in our room again this is not me saying you shouldn't have a tv in your room mm-hmm not making these things right or wrong. Um, But for me personally, any kind of screen in my bedroom, uh, phone or TV or laptop, my laptop is never in my room um, at the end of the day. And so just making those choices of like, what's going to help you shut down. Now, some people might need some background noise or, you know, I'm not going to say don't have whatever, but what I have found that works the best for me, for me shutting down and what I've heard from other people is just keeping that bedroom your sanctuary. And one thing I wanted to add about your mind racing and thinking about tomorrow, even if you write it down and you find yourself back to thinking about it, one form of meditation is simply deep breathing. And if you can just concentrate on your inhale, deep breath, you could do like a count of four and then exhaling through your mouth and just focusing on that breathing, closing your eyes, focusing on the breath. And as soon as a thought comes in, just focus again on that breath. It's amazing how that can just get everything out and it sounds easy and simple but it does take a little bit of practice so don't feel bad if you you try it you It's know. funny you
1: say that because a lot of times I'm you know go to bed you know pretty much the same routine you know you're going to bed and you're sitting there and you start thinking of things and you're trying to say, look I, I just got to stop thinking yeah. So I close my eyes and I say, butterfly, 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 but thoughts come back, butterfly, go back to the butterfly. Oh, I love then that. It, it, I don't know. And you know, a thought's going to start to peek through something happened or something you got to do tomorrow. Butterfly, butterfly. And it just takes my mind pretty soon. I'm out.
0: I love that. No, that's a great tip. Like if if the breathing thing, I love that actually. Yeah. And that's one you can teach kids too. Yeah, um, They can pick their favorite animal or whatever. You're I right? love that. Thank you yeah. for sharing that, Jeff. Yeah. But I just, I also encourage people Um, you know, with sleep to just try and get at least seven hours. Like I'm not a doctor. I don't have the Mm. magic number, but for me, seven to eight hours really is just a blessing to my life. I feel, um, I just feel refreshed in the morning. I know that's not possible for everybody. And mm-hmm. so f- just even adding a little bit more sleep time, like sure. good sleep time helps. And this evening routine, I have a, a little bit of a more involved evening routine. This is the one that I suggest to people start with. But there's even Brandon Bouchard is a, a life coach and he's written a lot of books and he has, I'll just give it to you and it might sound like a lot, so I'm just giving it out there, but he has the three to one evening routine where three hours before bed, you stop Eating two hours before bed, you stop working, and one hour before bed, you turn off all your screens. Mm, that's a and good idea. so, I've implemented that for the most part, especially the one hour before bed, turning off screens. But I don't want to throw too much out there right, right. because that can become a lot. But just to see where you can get even as you're starting an evening routine, you can further it with other things that are going to benefit sure. your sleep. And you that's, know, that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, there's, like I said, there's so many people that are relating to this right now. The statistics, you know, got to be crazy <laughs> with this. Do you, do you have any of those? That
0: I, I do have some statistics. There was a survey put out by Time Limited and they found that 76% of American women spend 10 hours taking care of other people and one in five women spend over 10 hours taking care of others. Wow. And so if you think our day only has 24 hours in it and these are the statistics we're finding, you know, that can be very overwhelming to a woman of like, this is what I'm doing. How can I fit this time in for myself? There's a Harris poll that that shows us that two out of three people in America do not practice self-care, any kind of self-care routine. And only 32% of women in America are practicing self-care routines. And so those numbers Numbers, as you can see, and the two out of three Americans includes men in that. But, you know, it just shows that right now that's not on the forefront of people's minds. Now, I do have to say, now in 2023, I do hear the focus shifting and a lot, of, a lot of people are taking on their self-care. There's so many benefits for your mental health, your physical health, and just overall. And what I love to share with women is that if we are not pouring into ourselves, we cannot fully pour into others yeah. Yeah. as powerfully as we'd like to. And there's just a lot of women that I've talked to that even thinking... About self care causes them guilt, causes them anxiety. Taking even like an, I forget, uh, one lady was like, if I take one hour out of my day, I'm gonna have anxiety. And, you know, it's just, if you think like say that lady's one of these women that's over 10 hours taking care of someone else and you're asking her to take some time for herself so women even thinking about self-care have guilt and they think it's selfish and the anxiety comes in and that's not even practicing self-care that's just the thought of it and so I think that kind of goes back to what I mentioned in the first segment is we've been taught a lot from society as little girls growing up that that's our role is caregiving and so when you ask someone to step out of that and that's all they've known, it does bring up that anxiety and I'm going to be selfish or the guilt. And so... Um, well, you've
1: lived these statistics. So you, you <laughs> yes. know these, these numbers to be true. Yes. So, I mean, you've been right there uh, down in the trenches, if you will. Yes. And, and have experienced that. But you, you said about the self-care, which I think the first thing comes to mind, like for me, is like, uh, I don't know where to start. Yeah. That's what they have you for.
0: Right, you can, right. You can
1: get them in it and they can ease into it, you know, whatever they're comfortable with. Right. But they, they have to make... A change before anything's going to happen.
0: Right. And back to Hal Elrod's book, he mentions even a five minute morning routine is going to have so much benefit. So this is not about, not so much now in society, but before when women were told self care, it was more spa days and bubble baths, which I take bubble baths. So I'm not saying anything about bubble baths, but it was more of like, spa treatments and this and that, which also a is expensive. Mm-hmm. So if that's self-care, I can't afford to go get a $60 <laughs> massage or whatever. So I think it's shifted a lot where taking a walk or reading a book or there's simple ways to find self-care where the picture of it has changed.
1: Yeah. You have to train your mind yes, to, to think differently. That's what it is for because sure. Because you do the same thing day after day for years and years. And now you're faced with something that you have to totally change yeah, you have to train the mind. So I think, you know, using you for for help in that and guidance, I think, is, is really what it is, because once you've been there, then you, you can talk Yeah, <laughs> you know, for and sure. experience this. But they, I think a lot of people do need the help with it. It's just taking that that little step.
0: And I'm, I'm a big, you know, you, you said ambassador of joy, and there's joy in the name of my company and everything, and that's who I am. I am someone who loves to spread joy, and I love to help people unleash their joy, and this is the first step to that. Like, I have so much more joy in my life since taking care of myself, right. and then I can, I love to say, unleash the joy on other people. Exactly. Um, so,
1: So, what do yeah. you think, at this point, is the biggest thing that you've learned by taking this venture on.
0: I've learned that it's not selfish to take care of myself. Number Good 1. Point. Number I was hoping one. you were
1: going to say that. <laughs> yes, number
0: 1 that it's not selfish and I do want to say being raised in a in a church community for those out there who are of faith, Jesus took time alone. And if you read through the scriptures, there's numerous times because a lot of women of faith feel biblically that it's not right to take time for themselves Mm -hmm. jesus went off by himself several several times without anybody to be up on a mountain and pray or to take time to himself before he went back to the masses so for those of you with a faith background i do want to remind you of that and i think when i realized that as a person of faith that that was an eye-opener for me as well
1: have you had an occasion to run into somebody that just profoundly touched you or moved you from just listening to what they've gone through? Mm. I know that's a hard one because you've got many, but it's... I do. (laughs) Uh,
0: Number one was my mom. Unfortunately, she died pretty young and had a cancer battle with cancer, and I was Mm. in my early 20s. And just seeing how my mom was a joyful woman through that touched me profoundly. And I think that's why moving forward, I knew I had already wanted to spread joy. My my mom named me Melissa Joy. So, (laughs) you know, that's been part of me. But watching her go through that and be so joyful just really upped my wanting to spread joy to other women. And then, oh you know, I keep bringing up Hal Elrod. I actually got to go to a, a conference of his and hear him speak. And he's also a cancer survivor since his car accident and different things. Mm. And he's profoundly touched my life. Um, and he's the reason I. Well, yeah. you know,
1: these people are put in your life for a reason. Yep. And you were put here for a reason. So you're <laughs> here to you. help. We've been talking about Melissa Joy Black, uh, the Joy Life coaching. How would they get hold of you?
0: Well, they can reach me um, at unleashingthejoy.com. Okay. Uh, there's a contact me form there that they can reach out okay um i'm also on facebook under the same name on the joy they'll find you yeah
1: (laughs) the ambassador of joy melissa joy black right here ladies and gentlemen and well let's get to wrap it up for this edition of sumner county spotlight join us again next week because we're going to have some great guests coming in there right here on sumner county spotlight sumner
2: county spotlight will return next sunday morning at 10 a.m thanks for listening